With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. On for podcasting. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Trent Condon, Ken Miller with you for the next couple of hours, and we will talk sports, and there's certainly a lot of it to discuss. On the BMW of Des Moines guest list here today, we're going to start... Well, in about 25 minutes or thereabouts with Matt Snyder from CBS, we'll go around baseball. The Reds have permitted to uh, been permitted to travel to Kansas City, although tonight's game uh, has been postponed out of the utmost caution, so they'll play a double dip against the Royals tomorrow. But the Reds are on the plane, so are we out of the COVID as far as there's no teams in purgatory right now? Right, are there? yeah, yeah. Unless you consider, of course, the Reds still in there until For today, in, unless they officially take the field tomorrow. Right. right. I guess you would say that. But yeah. this is the way of the world as we're yeah. continuing to learn. And we're going to have to learn that for football season. Yeah, probably are, Trent. I know that uh, Manfred was making it a big deal of uh, baseball Friday into Saturday morning when he thought that for the first time in a long time, all 30 teams were going to be able to play. Well, this wasn't able to pull that off. Right. But, uh, we'll see going forward. So we'll talk to Matt Snyder, CBS. A lot of ground to cover with him for uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. We got oh, to get into man. that disgrace. And what's the bigger disgrace is his manager throwing him under the bus. Yeah. Not the opposing manager, his manager. This just in, Tingler. Uh, this is your first gig. You're better off when you have your players back. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, good God. One of the stars, of, young stars of the game. Uh, he just, just, he's tearing up Major League Baseball. It's a home, it's a grand slam on a 3 0 pitch and the team's up, what, 7 1 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Big deal. You know, strike him out, throw a better pitch, don't fall behind 3 0, whatever. He's going to swing away. I've never seen a team come back from six runs down with two at bats still to go. Oh, right. We have done. We've seen that lots of times. Swing away, young man. Uh, but awful look out of Tingler. So we'll do that and a, a bunch of, um, a bunch of baseball. You know what I'm finding before we get back to the guest list? I, I every year of uh, the extra innings package. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trent, I hardly watch it. I'm wasting my money because all the central division games are in the central time mm-hmm. zone. Right. They're all playing mm-hmm. seemingly every night in this uh, abbreviated schedule. I think I've watched the Jays maybe twice early in the year. I can't tell you that I've watched a game in the National League West or the American League West. Mm-hmm. Just focusing so much on the two on the teams. Oh, look, the Twins are good. Right. The Cubs are Okay, not great, I don't think. I think they're a fake first-place club, but we'll get into that later on. Uh, the Cardinals are back, but I'm wasting my money. You are, and this is something that I've always been 
Unless the Blue Jays are good. In those seasons when the Blue Jays are good, it mm-hmm. certainly makes sense for you to do that. And but, there's a buck sixty two as opposed to sixty. Right, right. And with the package that you can get on DirecTV, which you have, the sports right. pack, you get all these games already. You already have all these games in there. And mm-hmm. what is it, in the 700s that the MLB Extra Innings package seven, is in? F- seven, f- where the hell is that? I get the NHL and the MLB mixed up. Anyways. But it's in the 700s Yeah, it's in somewhere. the 700s. But you can't get those games actually on those channels that are the locals. you got to so go. you got to go, you right. go to 664 mm-hmm. for Marquee, 668 for Fox Sports North, and on and on and on. So we get all the White Sox, anywhere. we get all the Cubs, we yep. get all the Cardinals, we get all the Twins, we get all the Brewers, we get all the Royals. I think I'm going to uh, pull the plug. Not this year. I think I'm probably too late to do that. Yeah. But anyways, uh, we'll also hear did from... Re- Speaking of that, did they reduce the price significantly for extra innings this year? You know, I guess I never looked. I just yeah. hoped that they did. You would yeah. like to think that they would have, right? <laughs> I mean, it's a third of the games. Right. Well, you know, not quite, but still... Um, and will I get a refund of my NHL package because I missed oh, the final right. 10 or at least a credit towards next year? Probably Anyways. not because they probably hit that number that they were shooting for oh, with sure. the expanded playoffs, and that means. And there were a couple of games in the in the play-in yeah. round mm-hmm. that I had to go to the 700, 769, 770 or whatever. So maybe, probably right. Anyways, uh, Mitch Holtis is going to be with us today. That's great. It's been a while uh, since Mitch has been able to join us. He must not be going to practice, so we'll speak with Mitch Holtis. Uh, the voice of the Chiefs coming up at, uh, oh, 10 minutes before 11. Bama Bob, Trent and I are going to go around college football. We now have the th- schedules for the three Power 5 teams that are playing We also know uh, that the Ohio State parents and the Iowa parents are going to descend upon the Big Ten offices in Chicago this coming Friday because they have uh, their um, requests and their letters to the commissioner have fallen on deaf ears. Not a peep back from Commissioner Warren, who I know that I don't know what he's doing during the day. I have to assume that. Before he hits the hay at night, he's on his knees praying that this uh, that these three conferences that are going forward do cancel because this will be an awful look. Trent, it's it's bad now. I keep saying this. Mm-hmm. When we get to September and the Big 12 is playing and the SEC is playing and the ACC is playing and Kinnick is dark, there's, there's nothing, nothing going on at King Stadium or any Big Ten facility. It is just going to... The vitriol and the hatred and the spite, um, it's going to be like we've never seen before. We're talking about who gets that fourth spot. Is it Notre Dame? Is it Georgia? Got that aspect Is it Oklahoma? The dark horse Oklahoma State's making a run. We're not talking about Ohio State nope. or Penn State or nope. Michigan or nope. upstart Iowa, Wisconsin, nope. whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Does the Pac-12 finally get... Well, they're not playing. Well, Oregon's okay, but you know what? They never get in. You're right. 100%. You are out of the conversation. Uh How impactful. Out of sight, out of mind, And this is something we're not going to know for years down the line. But this is going to be something that impacts... These football programs. Oh, and athletic programs. Chad, yeah. Chad Lysko wrote a good piece in the, uh, he found an economist, um, in the, in the East somewhere, and it's, it's a good piece in the, today's Des Moines Register. Chad Lysko wrote it, uh, highly recommend it. So anyways, the parents, at least of the, of the Buckeyes and the Hawkeyes are going to descend upon the Big Ten offices that I assume are closed. <laughs> yeah, right? right, yeah. I mean, if you if if well, um, we see Kevin Warren, he's not in his office; he's in his right. home office. So, so I don't know what they're doing. With all the crap on the wall back behind him, right? <laughs> so are they going to just stand outside the 
facility or the the, the building and well, there was a picture. Put their of, hand on the door and pull it open, and it's locked. And then what? Of one of the Iowa uh, football parents that actually took the letter to the Big Ten offices. There's a picture of him standing outside the offices yeah. with the letter in hand. Was it Kerner's dad? Yeah, uh, no, it wasn't Kerner's dad. It was a walk-on's dad, was I it? believe, who maybe lives in Chicago land. Okay. That would probably be my guess. Is uh, the route that it was? But yeah, he was standing there making his way in. Did he get in the building? I, I didn't hear he anything did. further. But you can't get in our building. Right, right. Is it locked up like locked most up. buildings most, are? Most buildings are locked up. You press the button, nobody comes. Nobody's knock there. on the door, nobody there. Uh-huh. There's going to be hundreds of people standing outside trying to get in. Um, I hope that they make that phone call before they go to the trouble of driving to Chicago. Because well, I'm going to guess that the company so. have heard about this. I hope so. That they know the parents are making their way there. Uh, Bama Bob will join us. We'll go around college football. Always look forward to speaking with Bama. We've got schedules week by week by week, so we'll do some of that stuff. And then Zuba Mahente, after day number two of his new gig, uh, mornings on ESPN Radio will join us. We'll go around the world of sports with Zuba. Trent, there was so much sports yesterday. It's a, it's a wonderful time after uh, you know not having it for as long as we did. It's almost... And you say it all the time, but it's almost like there's too much if there is such a thing. I'm not at that point yet, but it is difficult to to stay focused on one spot. You know, you go over to a game and you come back and you miss something big. Uh, but I was thoroughly entertained by the lid lifter, the NBA playoffs, watching Monte Morris and George Niang and their respective uh, teams take the floor early in a game that went on into overtime. And, oh, my God, what a show. And thank goodness it did if you had the Nuggets minus four and a half. Oh, I, there was that little <laughs> angle, was there? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it was minus four and a half. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. So then they they had a an overwhelming uh, overtime period. I was uh, up talking to Andrew's brother, Brian, up at the front row. Uh-huh. And uh, we were watching the game. He was also on the game as I was. So we were talking about it. I said, <laughs> right. late, I said, our only hope is overtime. And it goes to overtime. And yeah. there it was. And the Nuggets got the cover mm-hmm. minus four and a half. Brian was also on the under, though. That, yeah, that, that, that didn't thing. happen. No, no chance there. So push minus the juice for right. him. But you know what? Here's the thing, Brian. They're going to sing the, as Kenny White says, they're going to sing the anthem somewhere uh, here today and have another chance to get even or even worse. 12.30 again today. It's Bucks awesome. magic. Get it going. You got a lot of hockey. The Blackhawks uh-huh. trying to stave off elimination. Is there Boy, one? This is good. No, it really is. Uh, is there one NBA? Milwaukee's going to blow out Orlando. Yeah. Miami and Indiana really does nothing for me. I'm kind of the same way. Hockey will be going by then. I, I want to watch the nightcap. If I had to pick one, Portland and the Lakers. What's the number on that game? Six. I'm telling you, I like this Trailblazers. I don't. Th- I'm not. And sure the Lakers gonna... haven't been right. That's just 100. percent Trent, I couldn't agree with you more. I don't think that this is just a procession to the coronation of the of the no. Lakers as champions. I don't. And, and I think the game before that has a chance to be really good. Chris Paul yeah. going up against his old team. Excellent point. And Him that's perfect timing. Five thirty. Yes, that's a way to get things started at least in the early evening window for because people. The Cubs are seven fifteen. Is that what time and it is I today? I think Fox Sports one. Oh, okay. Game National broadcast? I think so. You know, we never talked about this yesterday, and I know you didn't see it because you were on vacation. Um, Mark Grace did... Yes, I read about that. Yeah, so I was, I was watching... The, was it Saturday or Friday? Whatever day it was. Uh, he referred to his ex-wife as the dingbat. Mm-hmm. Multiple times. Multiple times. Yeah, I think five. It was uncomfortable. I That's listened what, to the audio. Yes, it is uncomfortable. Were you watching at the yes. time Saturday? Well, not for all five. Okay. But I did hear him, I did hear him reference her as the dingbat. Yeah. And 
Len and JD were kind of, you could, yeah. you know, they didn't show them, you know, squirming in their seats a little bit, but you could kind of tell. You can feel that. Yeah, because they're silence. It was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I'm not going to step on this. I'm going to let, let, let this breathe a little bit because I don't want anyone to think that this is my stance as well. I'm not going to call out the former Cub great, uh, but it was uncomfortable. So, like, I think he's probably, I, I finally got to, when you were gone, I finally asked Cappy last week, and he'll join us tomorrow live at 11.05, um, you know, just his thoughts so far on the Marquee Network. Mm-hmm. You don't have a problem with the shirts and ties. <laughs> I'm on that island by myself. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. I know. It just bothers me. Anyways, because I had to wear one so long for calling the races of all Oh, things. is that what it is? I think that's it. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then when I finally said, you know what, I'm 86 in the tie. I got a little crap for doing that. Anyways, I think that has to be a deep down. There's It's, it's lingering. I was scarred by that. The Winnipeg's coming out of you there. That must be it. Yep. So I talked to Cappy about that and just the marquee, and he, he agrees. I mean, there's too many voices. Leonard J.D. do a phenomenal job on their own. They are certainly a top 10 broadcast Oh, crew. without a doubt, for me. And for yep. me, yeah, certainly top yep. five. And because I, I see him a lot more. Mm-hmm. If Demer, if Demer, if Dick Bremer mm-hmm. uh, had a Bly Levin on a nightly basis or a, smi- a Smalley on a nightly basis, mm-hmm. uh, Jack Morris is hit yeah. and miss. Um, You're a bigger Burt guy than I am. Yeah, just because of the yeah. history of the two in the booth. They did it for so long. Right. I think he's coming up this weekend, by the way. Is he? Yeah, I think he's finally... Cause I don't think he's done a game, has he? I can't remember one. I don't no. think he has. I think we finally get What's to, he going to do for do for Circle Me Burt? <laughs> right. A seat? Yeah. Are they going to put a, a sign by one of the... Uh, what are the well, cutouts have, that they have? Well, or that, or you find a season ticket holder, and that season ticket holder normally would have been they in that They Skype them in? Yeah, or that, or they just yeah. give the prize or whatever it is, because uh, that's what they're doing with a lot of home, a lot of uh, major league teams. If the foul ball or the home run hits the seat that you would have been in, mm-hmm. had there been fans allowed in the stands, they send the ball to you with a nice certificate of authenticity or whatever. So, anyways, let's um, let's let's stay on the Cubs for Trent. This. Offense is anemic, and, and and good for David Bodie, who bailed them out in a big way last night because yeah. they were on their way to their fifth straight loss. I mean, their bats are just completely... What has happened to Chris Bryant? Javi Baez not only not making an impact in the batter's box, I get it's only one, but he's booting ground balls, and that's not Javi Baez, and he's making Rizzo you know, stretch for uh, some of his tosses over from the shortstop position, and he's not alone. Tell me what this guy Fegley is on the roster for. Uh, <laughs> who are you, and what are you doing there? I think he's batting zero zero zero. Almora's a terrific defensive player. He's off He's clueless uh, with the bat in his hand. Ian Happ has taken this spot, and he's just run with it. Good for him. Where would they be without Ian Happ? They'd be in deep trouble. In this deep team trouble. offensively, like you said, has issues. And I mean, the two best hitters on this squad are Kipnis. Kipnis, right. And Happ. And Happ. Yeah. Not Bryant and Rizzo. No. Although no. Rizzo's not struggling. Rizzo's, no, no. Give, he's, Rizzo's he's having he's a fine. typical year. Yep. yep. He's what you'd expect. Mm-hmm. And, and Hayward, for the second year in a row, at least... Yeah. Is he salvageable? Er- yes. Is he earning his money? No. No. But, you know, the conversation that he had in the rain delay. Yeah. That alone yeah. earned his money there. Uh, that's a good point. Schwerber, this is just what he is, right? It's what he is. He's hole in the swing. And big when he gets a hold of one, yes. Trent, you just come out of your seat if you're in the ballpark and wow. He'll hit 
230 to Probably. 245. Yeah. He's not an adventure and left like he used to be. Right. You can you don't hold your breath on a routine fly ball to left like you did when he first came into the league. He's adequate. He's adequate. Right. He's an average left fielder who's got a ton of pop in his bat. He's not going to hit for average. I mean, Trent, in the inning that they did the damage last night, you ready for this? I guarantee you that historians could go through baseball and not find a similar circumstance than what we saw last night with the Cubs. The Cubs go into the sixth inning. They're trailing four to one. Two of the three outs in the in that in now they hit two home runs. Mm-hmm. They put a three spot on the board. No, they didn't. They put a four spot on the board. A three run homer for Bodie and uh, Contreras had driven uh, Javi in earlier. The first two outs of the inning came on bunts. Schwarber bunted on third strike. Yeah, yep. And who else did? Who else tried to? Oh, uh, Ian Happ. Uh-huh. Ian Happ tried to uh, to bunt for a base hit. He was given a sacrifice, I think. He was, yeah. Um, but f- find another inning where you score four runs and your first two outs come on bunts. <laughs> You're going to have to struggle going through you know, box score after box score yeah. to find that. It was as rare as rare can be. But they got the job done in game number two. We got the Car- Cardinals fans got their first look. At least uh, I got my first look um, at the youngster, Carlson, who's struggling at the plate. Um, but Major League Baseball is supposed to be hard, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad he's not coming up and dominating right off there the bat. There are only a few Tatis Juniors. Uh-huh. Mike Trouts. Yeah. Roberts. Yeah. It's a difficult, difficult game. Well, he's, uh, he's tearing a cover off the ball. With, you know how uh, many RBIs right Bryant has this year? Not very many. Four. Wow. Four RBI. And he's batting a buck seventy-seven. In 16 games. In the leadoff spot. In 16 games. Yeah. Extrapolate that over 162. Right. 41 RBI. That's awful. And this guy's going to break MVP. Right. And, and, and his agent uh, is, is going to come looking for a boatload of money because Boris doesn't leave anything on the table. He's going to come with all these printouts, all these PowerPoints, all this analytics as to why he deserves to be paid. Trent, he is not good. He is not good this year. What's more concerning for this year's team? Javi struggles... Or Bryant struggles. Bryant. Yeah. I think, because I think, well... Javi at least helps you still with the glove. Right. And he can play third, and he can play, mm-hmm. he can play second if he had to. He's a terrific shortstop. Bryant, you move him all over the place. I think the answer is Chris Bryant. Yeah, you just, you need that power in the middle. Uh-huh. Trent, well, he's at the top of the lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. He's, 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 yeah. he's leading off. Yep. Boy, he's having a bad, bad year. Uh, but the Cubs look at somehow, some way, and it's a product of their schedule. They get a team in that's got a pulse, as the Brewers were this weekend. And the Cardinals looked as though they were going to take a um, both of these games. But Bodie had other plans. He just parked one in center field last night. He's had a couple of really big pinch hits in his career. That yeah. gra- walk-off granny, and this one last night. Was that last June? I don't know Something when it like was, that, but yeah. it was last year sometime. Um, Against the Nationals? Yes. Yeah. I, good memory on you. I believe you're right. Yeah. It was against the Natties. Ballpark went crazy. Yeah, I remember that. His teammates went crazy. Um, but look, it was uh, they, they split the series. Cardinals are the Cardinals. Uh, they're going to be in this thing. I think the Brewers are going to be in this thing. The Reds are starting to come around. I think that it is anything but a foregone conclusion that the Cubs are going to find themselves at the end of September leading that division. So jump over to the American League. My Twins get another win. Good for them. Uh-huh. But how are the Indians doing this? I don't know. They are, there's 30 teams in Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. They're 29th in scoring. Mm-hmm. And they're Out, right there. Outside of Jose Ramirez, who's really good, 
of course, Lindor, who is one of the best in the game, and a little bit of Santana, that offense stinks. Yeah, I like Santana, Trent. That, uh, that yeah. offense, mm-hmm. there are holes up and down. You got a great rotation, but as we talked about yesterday, 40% of it isn't with the team. <laughs> right. The bullpen is okay, but there, yeah. there's a couple of good arms that, that uh-huh. are real nice. But it's not, we're not talking about the Royals from five years ago, mm-hmm. where you got six, seven, eight, nine, boom, boom, boom. That's not what this bullpen well, is the either. Royals this year, you know, who's having a good year? Trevor Rosenthal yeah. somehow has found it again. Isn't it crazy how that it really happens? really is. Where you just I mean, you lost. forget about them. Uh-huh. They, they fall down so far, and then they pop back up yeah. and become the same guy that they are. Uh, this Indians team, I, I watched them, what was it? It was sometime last week, I think, before I left, and just looking through the lineup. How? Doesn't wow you. Is it, is it just a product of the schedule? That they are better, of course, than the Tigers. Well, they're the in Royals. Pittsburgh for the uh, next couple of nights, so we'll see how that And goes. the rest of the NL Central just isn't very good either. And when you look at the way the schedule are... They're the best of a bad bunch. They're yep. the second best of a bad bunch, if you will. Tigers are they got a little bit of a pulse though. A white bit. Sox, I still not writing off the White Sox. After that bad start, they bounce back. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they have. And and Luis Robert uh, is he's, he's worth the price of admission. Did you see that one last? Yeah, I night? did. And and Eloy Jimenez. I mean, they had what four straight home runs on Sunday against a Cardinal pitcher that was making his debut. Um, his first batters he faced, I believe, uh, in Major League Baseball, and that happened to him. That'll crush your career. One more uh, quick story before we get Matt Snyder in here and talk more Major League Baseball with him. You saw Des Moines Public Schools last night came out. I did. Unanimous, right? I saw yes. Murphy's, Keith Murphy's tweet. Yeah. That, uh, so what does that mean? They are going to go completely virtual. Online to begin until yep. after Labor Day, correct? Well, that's when they begin. That's when school starts. It's not until Labor Day. So that's in-person school starts up? No. So I th- th- Really? Yeah. They will not begin any kind of schooling. Oh, then I totally misread it because I thought that they started late August or the second last weekend in, or a week in August, the middle of the week, that they were going to be online only. And then after Labor Day, they'll go back to cl- in-person. No. This oh. is going to be completely well, virtual. Okay. So for how long? In perpetuity. I mean, until really, until, until something improves, the oh, numbers improve Trent, in our community. We're in for a fight. Yes. We're in but, for a big fight. Absolutely. And I thought it was interesting, Tom Ahart, the superintendent yeah. of Des Moines Public Schools. I'm not, I, I get the sense that him and the governor aren't on the best of terms. Yeah, you, you're exactly right on, on that one. But the question, of course, as it pertains to us, what happens to the yeah. high school athletes? Right. Well, Des Moines School. They said that, that they're good with it. They contend that yep. we will still have extracurriculars. Mm-hmm. Of course, the governor said, no, you will not with the proclamation. But has she said that? Now, she's pretty busy. She's a, yeah. She's been over in Cedar Rapids. Yep. And I believe she's probably going to be back there because I believe the president's in the air and about the land. So I would assume that the governor would be there to, to greet the president. Um, Trent, we're in for a fight. We are. High school football starts a week from Friday. I know. What is Roosevelt? North, Hoover, East, and Lincoln. What are these? They're practicing. Right. They're practicing now, but what are they going to do? Boy, she's backed into a corner. Right. She Really, she's backed into a corner. Is she going to be the one in the biggest school district in the state and pull the oh plug and say God. sorry? Nearly. Well, the, the, the memo or the whatever it was that she put out last week mm-hmm. said that, yes, <laughs> she's going to be the one. She, you're breaking. No, that was I'm getting it mixed up. She, that wasn't when you're breaking the law. She just said you, you can't play. Mm-hmm. Here we are. 
That's a big topic, Trent. Yeah, it is. I, I totally misread it. I, you know, I, I guess because I don't have any in schools, I didn't uh, pay close enough attention. So, so help me out again. So there is no school in August. Right. In person or online. Correct. The Tuesday after Labor Day, mm-hmm. I thought that that's when you go back to the actual school. No. That's, that's the first day of school, but that's online. First day of instruction and for everybody. Kindergarten through 12th grade at all the Des Moines public schools, mm-hmm. it will be online only that's where they're starting tommy hart has been pretty vehement and he -hmm. needs he wants to see numbers improve in des moines in terms of covid cases in order for this to happen in in order to send the kids back into classrooms with the crowding that's happens that's what he needs to see in order to let them back into the schools of course we're not seeing that right now how long does this last and how long can it drag out and i mean of course week one ankeny versus centennial and and there's all kinds of big Mm -hmm. games but you're looking there, and you're looking at one of the city schools so going up against each other. So what's Ankeny doing, and what are the other school districts doing? Most of them have a hybrid plan. They're kind of different all over the place. West Des Moines, where we reside and where my daughter will start kindergarten, yeah. coming up here in uh, just over a week, it's going to be, we made the decision, we're going to send her to school. Okay. But if you're not comfortable with that, you can also have instruction online. And so it comes to each family's decision what they're going to do. Uh, they're going to do a myriad of different things to try to cut down in passing classes, staggering when kids are in the hallway, those types of things, certainly at the middle school and high school levels. But Ooh. it's a decision each school district has made. This is what Des Moines Public Schools has, which is different than what the governor wants to see. And now what is it going to mean, not just to the football players and the cross-country runners and everybody in fall sports, but band, mm-hmm. chorus, every Everything. extracurricular. You're talking about over half the kids at the high school level are in some kind of extracurricular and they're just all gone? Well, the governor said so. So um, when do you think we'll hear from her? It's got to be soon. I think they, I believe she has to give a decision on the waiver that Des Moines Public Schools so is looking for. But if the they don't the grant week. the waiver, they're going to do it anyways, right? right? Right. Because I think there's a school in Urbandale that tried to get a waiver. Mm-hmm. Is it green something? It's one of the elementary schools that yeah. has basically full year schooling. Right. right. They tried to get a waiver. Mm-hmm. She turned them down. Schools said, I don't care. Right. We're doing it this way. Boy, oh boy. If they take oof, something to watch, uh, let's do this. Cakes and Owen iHeart want to help you with your bills. Text the keyword bank to 200 200. Right now, it's your chance to win $1,000. That's bank to 200 200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. All right, Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com, joins us next. Miller and Condon till noon. Mitch Holt is coming up this hour as well. Uh, it's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.net. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Talk some baseball, shall we? Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. Matt Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. A lot of ground to cover with you. We appreciate it. You know, I just found for the first time, I think you retweeted it at some point last night, uh, Luis Robert coming over in front of Eloy Jimenez, who I mean, he didn't have to move, and he would have caught the fly ball. Uh, and yet, uh, Robert thought, you know what, I'm going to go grab this one. That's a funny piece of video if you're a baseball fan and you haven't seen it. Uh, but that pretty much jumps out as to what they think of him and as in left, right? 
would encourage I would encourage Robert to continue to do that because anytime Jimenez does anything on defense, it seems like he's running into a wall or falling into a net or getting hurting himself, and they need him in the lineup. So he needs to be basically a DH in left field. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Boy, those two are fun to watch, especially when they're in the batter's box. So maybe I'm shortchanging Robert because yes. he's a pretty good player in his own right uh, with a glove on his hand as well. I guess we have to start with the Fernando Tatis uh, a grand slam from last night on uh, a 3-0 pitch. Yeah. You, know, you know what was uh, disappointing to me as much as anything? Yeah, I get the Woodward from the Rangers, the manager. He's going to be beefing and you know that they're going to throw behind the next guy because it's part of the unwritten, unwritten rules. But how about Tatis's own manager in his first go-round, uh, Jace Tingler, throwing his own guy seemingly under the bus and not coming to his defense? That's egregious on his part. That was very disappointing. Very, very disappointing to me, especially with as much as their bullpen has been struggling lately. Uh, to act like a, a seven-run lead is is 100% safe and you should stop trying. Uh one of the most exciting players in the league, Fernando right. Tatis Jr., and you've got him apologizing for trying. Mm-hmm. I, I just I, that was pathetic. I, I'm very, very. I, I could not be more disappointed in Jace Tingler. And, and le, again, let, let's not let Woodward off the hook. That's some crybaby crap sure. right there. I mean, you're you're a professional professional manager of professional athletes. It's, you can't tell me that you're supposed to expect the opponent to stop trying. In professional sports, there's no clock. This isn't like there's 30 seconds left in, in basketball and a team's jacking threes, or there's 30 seconds left in the NFL and they're throwing a bomb. There's no clock in baseball. It's uh, I, I'm beyond frustrated with this situation. Tatis Jr. is an absolute stud, mm-hmm. and, and I hate for this to be lost. And this becomes a big conversation: just how great he has been this season. Another young man. That has been great here. Got off to a, well, no start as he was recovering from COVID. Is Juan Soto with the Nats. Seven home runs in his 12 games that he's played this year. You get one, Matt Snyder. Who are you taking? Who's your building block going forward for the next 10, 12, 15 years? Uh, I'll take whoever you don't want. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a situation where you'd like to have the second pick, right? Yeah. I, I think I'd go Tatis, but man, Soto is—he's such yeah. a good hitter. Uh, we actually did a roundtable on it, who you'd rather have between Soto and Acuna going um, into this year, and, and, and we were completely divided on that one too. There's there's so much young talent. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, it's fun to watch, and uh, you're right. The the, the apology. Um, I mean, when Trevor Bauer's coming out and saying, and, and he's taking your side that uh, you don't have to apologize, you don't have to do, <laughs> go ahead and hit three zero, blah blah blah. And the only thing that pissed him off was the apology. Um, you know that there's a lot of people that uh, have the wrong take on that one. Well, let's get to the Cubs because my take on this Cubs team uh, is there's an awful lot of high paid players that are uh, hitching a ride right now, and in particular the guy at the top of the lineup who wants to get paid and will get paid somewhere. I'm just not sure it's going to be on the north side, and I thought the Cubs and Chris Bryant were a match made in heaven for a long, long time. He can't hit worth the crap. He's just struggling mightily. 
And he's not alone. Uh, if you go up and down that lineup, the starting pitching's been good for the most part. Uh, but this Cubs team, you take a look at them, and I put them kind of in that fake, if you will, uh, fake leaders, uh, division leaders, because yeah, they're fourteen and seven. But you got to look who they've played, and they've played the. Uh, I mean, they played nobody. Uh, I'm not sold on this Cubs team if they continue to swing the bats the way that they are. Um, yeah, I mean, some of that I, I, I agree with, but like, I mean, they, they, they swept the Indians. The Indians are 13 and seven when they don't play the Cubs. Uh, so that's not a nobody. Uh, the Brewers, I think a lot of people expected them to contend. They took two of three from them to start the year. The Reds, a lot of people really, really liked. They took two of three from them. Other than that, yeah, I mean, the Cardinals right now, they're one and one against the Cardinals. And I, Brian's been awful. Javier Baez has been awful. Yep. Uh, Rizzo has been hit or miss. Wilson Contreras has been bad these last few games, except for the double that got him going last night. Uh, Schwarber's been mostly awful. You expect those guys to hit, so you feel like, okay, this is just a small sample. They're good. Those guys are obviously going to turn it around, so they're going to start to hit better. And with the starting pitching they've been getting, the bullpen actually has quietly been really, really good. It has, I agree. The first, since the first several complete meltdowns, overall the numbers are bad. But if you if you get by like the first five or six games, the bullpen's been great. Uh, so I, I disagree that they're fake. I, I think that they're they're actually a good team. Probably not as good as their record, but they've already banked all those wins. And they're not coming back. And, and the Cardinals, even if you believe in this Cardinals team. They got so many games in front right, of them fatigue. here, and, and yeah, yeah the, these double headers, even seven inning double headers. How yeah, sustainable do, is it going to be? And I do, be, I do believe in them, but like the second game last night is a good indication yeah. of how much they're going to have to just go with bullpen games with a bunch of unknowns, mm-hmm. and it's also a good indication of how it might look like they're in total control of the game, and then it'll just fall apart because. At some point, they're going to bring in some guy from the bullpen, and the, the guy's just going to get bat- knocked around. Yeah, yes, they did as Webb did last night. But you know, it was great. Um, you know, it, we want fans in the ballpark, but we're hearing things in, that we normally we wouldn't hear, right? Whether it's the you know at the end of the Royals and the Twins on Sunday, and uh, the Royals were pissed off at uh, at Romo for his histrionics, and that's just the way he is. But when Bodie hit that ball last night, somebody uh, in the one person yelled, yeah, that. right? Yeah. He yeah, knew it was gone. And, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I thought that was that great. Was and great. that's an aspect uh, normally we wouldn't hear. Correct. And uh, I, I think it was Sunday, maybe, like when Don Mattingly got kicked out and he ran out and you could hear like every word him and the umpires were saying back and forth. And the umpires said something about you showing me up and Mattingly said like, so what? Nobody's here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the, like in the Nationals game, somebody yelled, you know, a, a bunch of F-bombs from the crowd and they were right next to the hot mic. Like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's one aspect we're, we're getting this year that you never get in previous years. And it's uh, it's frankly been really really fun the a's are a, a team that are intriguing they f- finally lose last night after that huge comeback friday against the giants then pummel them over the weekend a couple of times this A's team you look at the roster and it's just kind of a group of guys for the most part you got a great third baseman and one of the best defensively that you're going to find over there but how does this team continually rebuild on the fly what billy bean does year after year seemingly rebuilding rosters with these outcasts with guys they just know what they're looking for is it as simple as that matt he's uh he's adept at 
figuring out where everybody else in the league is going and then saying, I need to do something else that will help me be successful. I mean, it started with Moneyball and saying nobody else was valuing on base percentage. I'm going to value that. Then people started to value on base percentage. Then he went to defense. Uh, then he went to clubhouse chemistry. And, and right now, he, he seems to go for maybe low average, high power uh, in the lineup. They have so much power. And uh, it's just it's a testament to how smart he is and how savvy he is. But in another way, I'm kind of like, man, I wish they could spend more because <laughs> I'd mm-hmm. love to see what he could do if he could actually have the, the resources that Brian Cashman has with the Yankees. Mm-hmm. I feel like he would have had a dynasty by now. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, he, he, he's brilliant. Yep, that's a really good point. Is the best team in baseball maybe that I got to think that very few people are following um, Colorado Rockies are off to a really good start in a team that has, you would think anyway, and, I, and everybody does, a, a runaway winner in the Dodgers. Uh, but Bud Black's doing a nice job with that Rockies team, and they got some stars, clearly. Uh, but the pitching staff has been terrific. I'm not going to say I've watched them. I'm not even sure that I have. Uh, but you have to be impressed with the start that they're off. How about this Colorado Rockies team? Are you buying stock in them? Uh, I Get back to me next week at this time. Okay. Uh, the rest of this week, they have to play the Astros, uh, who I still think are kind of due for a hot streak. And then they've got the Dodgers. Rockies-Dodgers is going to be a really fun series to watch. The, the main thing for the Rockies is, in 2018, they actually had really good starting pitching. Now, you have to adjust for Coors Field and all that, but between Kyle Freeland and Antonio Sensatella and Herman Marquez, they all had really good years. Last year, those three were a disaster. So far this year, those three have bounced back. It's all about the starting pitching. If those guys are actually in a full-on bounce back, then they're going to be contenders just like they were in 2017 and 2018, unlike last year. It's all about the starting pitching. Let's see how they hold up this week against the Astros and the Dodgers. We know it's a sprint. It's just a 60-game schedule. Well, for most teams, at least a 60-game schedule that they're going to have. Is there a team that's lingering under 500 that you still believe in, that you still look at and say, this roster with the expanded playoffs, they're still a playoff team in my mind? Um, under I'm 500? My best. Yeah, I'm trying my best with the Reds. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still think they have Me the too. there, but... It's been like three years where I've thought, okay, the Reds might be a sneaky contender. They might be a breakthrough. And at some point, you've got to start showing me. And they've had an awful lot of Royals and Tigers and Pirates on their, their yeah. schedule, and they're, they're still under 500. So uh, I still think that they're going to be good. I, I still think they have the starting pitching. I still think they have the bats. But at some point, you've got to start showing me. And they're shut down right now like the Cardinals are. And what we talked about earlier with the Cardinals, you kind of worry about that happening to them. But – I'm trying. <laughs> I still think they have the pieces. Who has? Uh, who's off to the most disappointing start? We, we didn't think the Red Sox were going to be very good, but it's still uh, weird to see them in the cellar yeah. in the American Six League. Six and East. seventeen. I know it's it's unbelievable. Uh, what happened? Um, it, who is yeah, the? Uh, uh, what team? The Reds are probably up yeah. there. Okay. Uh, the Diamondbacks were, but they got hot recently. Uh, I'll say the Angels. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really, with the expanded playoffs this season, they added Anthony Rendon. I thought, oh, oh, you know, Otani was going to be back pitching. He's not anymore, but he was going to be back as a pitcher. You kind of had a, a high hopes that, okay, Mike Trapp's finally going to get a deep playoff run or at least maybe go to the second round. And there will be a lot more people watching, but said they're awful. 
Um, so probably the Angels for me. Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. Matt, uh, since you offered, we'll get back to you this time next week. We'll talk about <laughs> yeah, right. those Rockies. As, uh, we'll see. They're, uh, that's a big series, that's no good. doubt about it, uh, Dodgers and the Rocks. Thank you. Appreciate you coming on, Matt, as always. Have a good one, guys. Yeah, you do the same. Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. Love talking baseball with him. I do. I'm with you. So he's not as down on the Cubs as I am. Yeah. They're just, they're the bullpen's been better. You know what, Kimbrell, when did he come in? On the week, well, you were on vacation. Yeah. Uh, he came in at some point and and was one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was good to see. They need it. Uh huh. Now he wasn't in a safe situation, um, but um, yeah, they uh, but they didn't go to him yesterday. They went to Jeffers, and they should have. We're less than two weeks away from the trade deadline. Are we going to see anything big? And I'm not talking blockbuster, but even you know, a, a solid above average starter moving. Yeah, Who has the payroll different. flexibility to take on salary? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Not, Nobody in, in the 2020. Stands? It's a good point. Yeah. Uh, Mitch uh, Holtis will join us next. We'll catch up with Mitch. Look forward to doing that. Uh, hard Knocks tonight. By the way, Hard Knocks crushed ratings wise. Oh, yeah. Look, they don't do great to begin with. They're under a million. I think that the, uh, the first uh, episode last year, I'm going by memory, had uh, 900,000 roughly people mm-hmm. watch. Last Tuesday night, 200,000. Wow. I watched it, Trent. I mean, it's still the guy's voice, mm-hmm. the the uh, uh, the guy that does the talking, the uh, narrator, I guess is what you call him, Ken. Uh, the music still hard knocks. I love that part. I still like the videography, That, but it's just the two teams. It wasn't the same. It wasn't the same. Well, and we don't I have guess, the same ramp up. That's true. We haven't had the Hall of Fame game. No, we won't have any games. We don't have any preseason yeah. that is also kind of part and part. And that's it. Doesn't feel like football season is almost here. I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more. And the the first episode of Hard Knocks was all about the precautions and the protocols that are in place. Certainly, a lot. I'll be watching tonight, though. I will too. I will get through it. But uh, boy, ratings wise, just got clobbered. Miller and Condon till noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty KX and Owen one zero today. Welcome back. Caught me off guard. I'm watching uh, Broncos.com. Drew Locke just hit Hamler in full stride. Just running away from dudes. Here we go. You're getting so pumped up about your Drew Locke experience. Oh, Mitch Holtis is here? I didn't realize. Uh, Hello, Mitch Holtis. Sorry, I was was preoccupied. Good to talk to you. How are you? Do you have your Melvin Gordon jersey yet? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I traded in my Trevor Simeon, as you reminded me <laughs> when we uh, back yeah. in August. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. good to you talk know, to you again. Yeah, before. Yeah, it's great to talk to you guys, and hopefully we'll keep you updated when I'm in the no phone zone. Yep. But honestly, I wanted to start by just letting everybody know thoughts and prayers. I just ran into our guy that's working out. He, he played at K State, but. He's trying to get on with another team. He was with the Giants for a while, but he's from Cedar Rapids, mm. Xavier. And uh, he was just saying how difficult it is for the folks at CR, and I know for the Des Moines and a lot of Iowa. But we're and we're praying down here. It's not lost on us what folks are going through up there. So hang in there. Keep swinging. Yeah, they really took it bad. We thought we did here in Central Iowa. Two hours later, they got oh. absolutely clobbered out East Mitch Holtis. No doubt about that. Yeah. So the uh, the Chiefs came out and said 20% capacity at least to begin at Arrowhead Stadium, which I guess that's roughly what? About 18,000 or thereabouts fans the, that will be allowed in yeah. on the Thursday night. Is that the number? Yeah, 
Yes, that's close to the number, right in there. Uh, and then masks have to be worn unless, here's where the chuckle is, unless they're drinking or eating, like, oh, okay. <laughs> I can see some guy going, I'm going to drink all day. Uh, but they will be, you know, strictly enforced protocol. But the Chiefs are going to give it a try, and it's been a collaborative effort. Of course, it has to be checked off. State of Missouri's involved, CDC's involved, um, City of Kansas City's involved. So uh, there's a lot of folks in on this, not just the Chiefs. With that, uh, how about tailgating? Such a huge part of just the football experience in Arrowhead. They take it to another level up there. Have they said anything about tailgating? It will be allowed. Um, But, again, there's going to be... You know, some health and safety protocol with that. Now, I don't know who's going to enforce it, but mm-hmm. with yeah. 18,000 people, there's a little less folks tailgating. What they're going to have, the dynamic there in boat here is like the old drive-in theater days when Ken and I were growing up where you, you know, put five guys in the trunk <laughs> and you snuck them into the theater. There may be 18,000 going to the game, but how many are going to be out in that parking lot that are just going to be tailgating and not going into the game? So uh, that will be an interesting dynamic but it's going to be allowed but with certain parameters uh so practice is going on they're wearing pads the, the because of the fact that the chiefs will open up on thursday this they've been what three or four days uh in pads now kind of give us uh of, you know what you what you've seen so far how mahomes looks maybe a couple of uh, we're going to hear from patrick Mahomes coming up momentarily here but just kind of uh, a lay of the yeah. line what you've seen so far mitch well, there's been no uh, backup from these guys. Mahomes has been spectacular at times. He's thrown a couple picks. Uh, Brashad Breeland had a really good one on Sunday. Um, but he's been phenomenal. We did our live uh, TV show on, on Facebook and, and on the YouTube pages, and we talked about drift, drift, drift. There's been two plays where he just drifts at 90 degrees at this pace. It's like a three-quarters pace. He's being chased with great pressure, but then he just throws it right before he goes out of bounds and throws it at like 18 yards on a dart. Uh, he just, nobody in the league does that. I'm just sitting there shaking my head talking about it. Even Russell Wilson can't do that, I don't think. Um, Tyree Kill has gone to another level. We mm. featured him the last couple of days on our stuff, but wow, he's putting on a show every day. Looks as good as he's ever looked, and Kelsey hasn't missed a beat. Um, those three guys, to mind on offense, are just putting on shows every day. So, Patrick Mahomes, we know about those physical tools, that 18-yard dart that you talked about, but he's still just 24. If you can, take us down the path of not just what we see physically, but the emotional side and the other parts of being a quarterback in the NFL. Well, the question that just is in front of the Chiefs this year is, can you do it again? It's only been done eight times in the history of the league. Uh, Ken's Broncos did it with Shanahan in 97, 98. So give Ken credit here. And only six head coaches have done it. So it's a question of, can you do it again? Can you do it again? The Chiefs have a shot at doing it again because they kept everybody together. We talked about that two weeks ago. But they really have a shot because they have this kid who's got this unusual physical talent. But what's very underrated about him is his emotional and mental maturity. At 24 years old, he'll be 25 next month. But if there's a reason the Chiefs have a shot at getting it done again, it's because of Patrick Mahomes, because his feeling permeates this entire team, and he knows this is a complete redo. It's, it's all it's all starting over again, restarting the process, doing it over again. 
And uh, we understand it's going to be hard. It's going to be an every day-to-day process, but we're going to go out there with the mindset of being the best uh, team that we can be every single day. He says every single day a lot, but he means it. Now, here's the thing, though, that is very interesting. There's some alpha dogs on this defense. Frank Clark, Tyron Matthew, alpha dogs. But when Mahomes talks, everybody listens. Everybody. And that's rare for a 24-year-old leader because of his maturity. Uh, Mitch, I don't know if I could eat the same thing every day, but if I could, I would probably, uh, I mean, Papa John's has got to be on that list, right? Yeah, this shakaroni. We got we got some cool stuff coming up at the end of the month, but I actually am so excited. I'm going to get a cutout of Shaq and set it like these cutouts we're seeing in baseball behind home plate. Yep, yep. My wife giving me permission for in the budget. I'm going to get a cutout of Shaq. I just got to figure what jersey I want him in and sit down and have shakaroni pizzas from Papa John every night. I think it'd be kind of cool. I do too. Um, yeah, let's go for it. I'm, I'm with you. The Donaldsons, let's make it happen. Mitch, uh, you make it happen with us at this time each and every day and once weekly during the regular season. We're grateful for that. We will reconvene tomorrow, Mitch Holtis. Thank you. The burning question, what Shaq jersey should he be in at my table? Oh. Orlando. Mm. Gotta go original. Original. Throwback. Pinstripes of the magic. We'll, we'll answer that question tomorrow, Mitch Holtis. Thank you. Yes, sir. Good to talk to you. Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Chiefs. Bam and Bob, Trent and I go around college football. Zuba Mahente this hour as well. We're here until noon, 1460, 106.3 FM.